Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey there, Mona Me. It's Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. You know what to do. Stick with me. Today is a skills training day. Oh, yes, we're doing a wisdom skills training. And wisdom has knocked, knock, 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 and impressed upon me that we need to up our game. And so today's skills training is going to be on how to create shortcuts. And when I say shortcuts, I'm talking about processes and ways of doing things, clever, ingenious inventions, if you will, that other people will be able to use and possibly pay you for. Mm -hmm. Very lucrative. So stick with me as we get into it and cover how to develop your shortcuts skill. I'll see you on the flip. All right, let's get into it. Today is a wisdom skills training day. And you know, I do these from time to time when there are skills that wisdom says, hey, you need to have this if you're going to be able to uh, achieve great things in the future. And let me just say this for my new listeners, since I've picked up a lot of new people. Hey, y'all. When we are talking about wisdom, we're looking at not only turning um, the the pathway from turning facts to information to knowledge into what we would think of traditionally as wisdom, but we also look at wisdom as that telescope, that powerful telescope that accurately sees all the possibilities of our future and then telegraphs back to us hints insights and understandings of the knowledge that we have and how to connect it in unique ways so that we build a foundation, skills, understanding, and experience that will help us to navigate the different scenarios that wisdom is already seeing that will that will come up for us. And so today is one of our skills training days. And today Imaginary drum roll, please. (laughs) We're going to be talking about how to develop the shortcuts skill. A lot of people don't understand that the shortcut skill is one that is pervasive. It's all around us, but yet and still it masquerades into different areas. One of the biggest is the area of entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurs are really good at shortcuts that are 
problem solvers. They take a, a need that someone has or a problem that they have and they solve it. Now, I'm pretty sure you've heard entrepreneurs uh, solve problems and they usually finance the uh, their answer. They take a risk to finance their answer to sell to the general public. But the half ain't been told because the back part of that is that entrepreneurial uh, um, ideas that take off are usually nine times out of 10, a shortcut for people. Now, let me go on and say this. I know that this is this is petty, but I'm going to say it <laughs> because this is something that I have observed, experienced, had happened to me. And is a general, you know, understanding behind the scenes for many entrepreneurs like me. And that is, are you ready for this? People love success stories. Now, who would have thought a success story would be a shortcut? But it is. It sure is. And the reason why is because they're always unconsciously looking for the shortcut. And the success story takes you from the before to the after. In, in record time, and it normally will give you some points that got the person from the before to the after. And what they want when they have these uh, success stories that they crave is they want you to tell them how to do something that's particularly hard or very unobtainable. And they want you to wipe away all the risk, all the training and all the pitfalls that you had to go through so that they can just run straight to the goal without any friction. And so wisdom says, I can do that. (laughs) Wisdom will have you learning how to create proper shortcuts, whether they be success stories, entrepreneurial problem solving, products that do things that you never thought that you needed, or even how to navigate relationships, friendships, how to uh, get a uh, home loan. All of these things are shortcuts. And I got you. We're going to be going through how to start developing the skill. Now, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to tell you some stuff and then it's up to you to work on it because I can't do it all, y'all. Okay, so let's get into it. All right. So here are some tenets of great shortcuts. We normally use it as an acronym of ASS, ASS, okay? Uh, It's usually going to be automate, systematize, and simplify. And what we mean by that is it, the tenets of great shortcuts are going to alleviate confusion, lower the learning curve, and simplify process. They're going to save time, eliminate steps, remove manual labor or effort, and automate. They're also going to simplify uh, the, the process by turning it into a recipe, a success story, a step action, a routine, a choreography, or a practical process. I think you get the meaning. And they are also, and I want to say this too, because when I tell people that success stories are shortcuts, people are like, nah, but when I, you know, show them what, uh, what, what the makings of good success stories include, they're like, oh, you're right. And so think about it. Good success stories uh, include things like 
terms and um, and lexicons that help people get a better understanding of the the process. When you do things like you use similes, like it's sort of like, or it's kind of like when you're telling your success story, you are creating powerful metaphors and visions and you're writing on the canvas of their imagination to help people connect the dots. And what do we say about creativity? Mm-hmm. Not we, but Steve Jobs said that creativity is learning how to make connections. And so these are some of the tenets of uh, successful shortcut skills. OK, so what we're going to do is we're going to look at some genius hacks. We're going to look at um, you guessed it, frameworks and uh, some other things that will help you to get an understanding of how to start going about sharpening your skill set of becoming very prolific in making shortcuts. So let's start with this, creating frameworks to contain the process. Um, a little while ago, I talked about frameworks and I gave you some examples of ways to uh, start uh, making a framework. So let me give you a quick refresher. A framework is a uh, component. It's usually unique to you or it becomes something that is widely known because it's easy to remember. It usually will have maybe an acronym, like I just gave you one, ASS, uh, for how uh, the qualities of great shortcuts. It will, like I said, maybe use uh, acronyms for something, mnemonic devices for you to remember something. Uh, like, for instance, Roy G. Biv. People understand Roy G. Biv to this day to understand the visible part of the electromagnetic uh, magnetic spectrum uh, that we live in. Uh, Roy G. Biv. Right now, you could, you know, red, orange, yellow, blue, uh, indigo, violet. Roy G. Bibb. So you get it. Um, and when you come up with these uh, frameworks, usually they will be readily accessible to the masses because they dumb down the process, which can be very complex, to the simplest form. Um, the best way I can um, describe a framework when you're when you're working on them is to look for the least common denominator. Look for the one that you cannot uh, uh, make it any simpler. And if you are able to do that, you, you have a winner because people like, ah, I got it. So remember, it's that sort of and the kind of where you are making connections, uh, where you are giving a lot of information with maybe a graphic or an acronym. And so these frameworks are what you're going to take to describe the process or break the process down or simplify the process or educate what the process is or, and you get, you get it on and on and on. So that's why I've been talking about frameworks a lot because those people that understand what a framework is, understand how to make one for themselves and get to the point where they can make them fairly quickly, you are going to do very well. Now, I'll say this. Um, frameworks for me, I have to break down uh, things of education and entertainment. So, for instance, at the time of this recording, I've got a um, 
an intensive coming up, a three-day intensive where I'm working on my curriculum for that. I, I got some responses back from a survey so that I can better tailor it. But even with that, because I was trained in how to create curriculum, I take that foundation and then I am, as best I can, improve on it to give framework so that people can understand it. Because remember, a good tenet of a, of a shortcut is to save people time. And I can't teach everything that is needed, but I can illustrate things. Because remember, a picture is worth a thousand words and a lot of attention because a lot of people do not have long span attention these days. So the first thing we want to, we want to do when we are developing our shortcut skill is to start learning how to create frameworks to contain our process and to explain in a way that makes sense not only to us, but into others. If you want an easy way to start, think of how people go about uh, creating, whether, let's start with a recipe. So with uh, recipe developers, they want to create something. And so they will start putting things together, making notes and testing and trying on and on and on. Um, and so one of the easiest ways to start creating frameworks is to start writing down steps. And geometrically, you will find that a lot of the basic shapes that we have, the circle, the square, the triangle, uh, the sphere, they are going to help you graphically uh, understand your process. And people will think you did all this hard work. You did. But I'm going to tell you, the more you do it, the easier it gets. But it will be like, oh, I get it. Because you will have taken small little graphical shapes with a few words here and there and possibly an acronym and some steps and you'll be able to teach them grand things. And because I have to, I get to, not have to, I get to train people on complex issues, I get to make frameworks and those frameworks are very lucrative and highly sought after. And this is a trainable skill. Now, it's going to take some time. You're probably going to suck at it at first, but you keep going until you get better and better at being able to explain yourself and help people. Okay, so once we are finished with looking at a framework, which is going to be the way you describe your process using the least common denominator where you break it down to it can't be broken down anymore and throw in. Start with some steps, throw in uh, a few graphics using the geometry of the everyday, the circle, the square, the rectangle, and the uh, triangle, and the sphere. And you'll be amazed at what you can come up with to describe what it is you're trying to do. Okay, so you got your framework. The next thing is, is to start looking for creative substitutions. There are uh, YouTube channels on right now that make millions. Yes, millions, because they get a lot of views because they are so resourceful at giving shortcuts. But if you look at most of these shortcuts, they don't even use a over um, a overlay of words. They just put some cute little uh, loopy music on it and demonstrate. 
what they're doing. And nine times out of 10, when you look at them, whether they be uh, ingenious hacks in the kitchen, curling your hair, making arts and crafts or whatever, what you'll notice, and I'm going to tell you, is that you will notice that they use substitutions. But not only substitutions, substitutions that the normal person will already have access to. And that's what makes them clever and ingenious hacks and uh, shortcuts. So when they show you 50 different things that you can do with a a four-tined fork, most people, if you have access to a kitchen or to a complimentary cutlery that you get from a takeout. You will have a fork. They have shown so many different things that you can do with a fork, not only in the kitchen, but uh, when you are uh, use, you can use it as a tool. You can use it uh, a tool for your hair, a tool for um, cleaning, so many different things on and on. I, I don't want to take a lot of time just going down into the nitty gritty of that. But understanding that when you find things or processes that are not normally used for this particular situation, and you are able to substitute them in, especially if they are available to the average person, they make things easier, faster, or removes a lot of manual effort, you can take that to the bank all day long. A lot of people don't realize that their success is right in front of them for things that they use every day, but for the fear of, not fear, but the inability to access or to seek or to activate and open their eyes to see all the options. Remember yesterday when we were talking about how to access your genius mode, you want to be like MacGyver and you want to activate that mode uh, by doing the things that need to be done, training yourself um, on, on how to see more. And, and demanding it, getting into that alpha state where you learn more and you problem solve. But that's for that. That was yesterday. Go and check that one out. That was uh, um, uh, one year anniversary one. I'm so I'm so pleased. And thank you all for listening to that one. OK, so let me re let me recap right now because I'm going to finish up these things and then I'll recap again. So, so far with this wisdom skills training on how to develop shortcuts Um, the skill of making shortcuts, we have understood that great shortcuts use the ASS model of um, A being automate, S being uh, simplify, uh, simplify, and S meaning systemize. And those include things like Elevate, uh, alleviating confusion, lowering the learning curve, simplifying a process, saving someone time, eliminating steps, removing manual labor or effort, uh, automating the process. Uh, or, and, and when we talk about automation, don't forget assembly. You can uh, save time by assembling something differently or teaching people how to pre-assemble something so that it just slides in like a modular format. I didn't say that one before, but I wanted to make sure I said that one. Or, and, and um, we're still talking about these tenets, you can turn the process into, you simplify by turning the process into a recipe, step action, routine, a, a choreography, a practical process, meaning that it's hands-on, step actions, uh, success stories, 
And then or terms, lexicons, where you broaden a person's understanding by equating things with words like sort of like or kind of where you use simile to teach or even metaphor. And then we talked about now that we're starting to do this, how you go about it. We've talked about creating the framework to contain your process. That's when you're going to get down to the least common denominator by working this process down to where you take out all the unnecessary or extemporaneous stuff, you know, that's nice to have, but it's not mandatory. And you get it down to a point where it is understandable by people outside of your head. Then another shortcut to the shortcut skill is to start looking for substitutions, things that people normally already have that are not made for this particular process. In the pharmaceutical industry, they call it uh, off-brand or off-shelf, meaning that they use drugs that were made for one thing, but they work in another area all the time. That's the same thing that you can do. And you want to look for these things that are... um, that make the process easier, faster, or remove manual effort and something that people readily have access to. So now the next part, we've got creating your framework and we've got uh, use creative solutions. The next one is increase your risk tolerance to experiment. One of the biggest takeaways that uh, most people who have a great ability to create shortcuts is that they're not afraid to be wasteful, they're not afraid to lose, and they're not afraid to spend or to have some skin in the game, meaning that they have cost involved. So take, for instance, our recipe developers again. You have a person and say, for instance, they want to do a YouTube channel where they show people how to cook. Most people think that a successful YouTuber is going to be a great cook. When that could be furthest from the truth. Yes, there are a lot of successful YouTubers that are really great cooks, but even they have to get over the risk, uh, their risk tolerance for these things, meaning that they have to be more generous with the amount of time they allot for something because you can have made something 50 billion trillion times and get on camera and all of a sudden, it goes awry and either you're making rookie mistakes or whatever. Don't believe me? Watch any cooking show on TV and see great chefs that make rookie mistakes. And so you have to have a higher tolerance for the risk of failure, the risk of your time not going the way you'd like for it to, and the risk for just accidents happening. Randomness is still afoot, people. And so going back to these recipe developers, they learn to take these risks. They burn through a lot of ingredients. They have to understand um, that most of what they are using is never going to be good enough to present. They are understanding that a lot of their costs are not going to be recouped and because they're going to have costs to get materials, to use their time, to have the tools, um, the ovens, the whatever it takes to produce. And a lot of people do not wish to take that into consideration, but Wisdom is saying you need to take this in consideration because those people who become really good at creating shortcuts on the fly that meet these these criteria are going to be doing very well. 
I don't know why <laughs> wisdom has me really harping on this and doing a skills training to this, you know, depth. But please know that I have had people tell me, Michelle, oh, this is getting weird because you tell us stuff and then it happens. So y'all listen up. That's why we're doing it today. So let me go on. One of the things that I really want to make sure that we home in on is that when you are doing a shortcut and you wish to uh, share it with others, it must be easily, capital letters, easily replicatable. That means, and I've already said this, that your average Joe looking at what you're doing is needing to have easy access to the materials. It doesn't make sense if you have a shortcut for creme brulee, but it requires a a certain type of sugar that can only be gotten from Spain and you live in Russia. That makes no sense because it's not easily obtainable, even if the sugar saves time. And that's an absurdist view of it, but a lot of people do this. They'll say, I have a quick five-step process, but these five steps make certain assumptions that either you have certain um, materials or you have certain knowledge. I watched a, a graphic design one one time that made this claim and you get in there and they were using like a top of the lane, a top of the line Wacom tablet. You could tell that they had the bells and whistles and that they were very uh, skilled with this Wacom tablet because they were just whizzing through and they were like, and then you use this brush and then you use that brush and, and the brushes that they were using were paid, uh, you know, like, um, premium, uh, uh, graphic brushes. They were using, um, these different techniques that take require training. And yes, they made it easy for them or for the, those people in that smaller group. And I'll say this part, and this part was really hard for me to to sit with. And this part was that everybody wants shortcuts. We are made that way. But people who are used to being the people who make the shortcuts don't necessarily require them. They're, They're going to be willing to go through the full process to learn something. Um, off, off point, off my notes, but I just want to say this and squeeze this in, that this is a, a, a highly useful wisdom smack that I learned a little while ago. And that is, you know, and this is with regards to training, uh, because, you know, I'm always trying to work on my skill and my craft of how I train people to do stuff. And I learned this, um, and that is that, People want shortcuts, a.k.a. tweaks, but most people need (laughs) in-depth foundational training, okay? So uh, you'll find that when people are looking for shortcuts, nine times out of 10, they don't even understand the foundations and that the shortcuts and the tweaks are usually most beneficial to the people who don't really necessarily want to use them. And that is the people who are already expert. They're the people who just need a little bit of a tweak, a little bit of an edge to do with, do what they're already doing better. 
Uh, but the more the, the the people who these things usually attract are those who least uh, need to use them. And so that is why we're homing in on the fact that these uh, shortcuts that you make must be easily replicatable. Get this. They must have easy access to the materials that you're going to use. And then here is another insider trick or, or wisdom smack. They must be accessible to beginners. But not only that, they need to include at least three levels of experience. And you've seen this. They need to have a beginner or, you know, a low pack level low impact level. They need to have a moderate level that has, you know, just regular common impact. And then they need to have an advanced level where it might be advanced or expert where it's high impact. And to be able to to, uh, do this means the difference between you being helpful and you being highly sought after and useful. So now let's get to the 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 last one of my little how to start developing your shortcut skills. And y'all know I could not resist. We're going to talk about some genius hacks. So I just animated a few of them here, but let's get into them real quickly. So the first thing that the genius hacks will have you do is they will have you look for and understand uh, the underlying code, foundations, fundamentals, of whatever the industry, the product, or the process is. They'll cause you to go a little deeper. And so even though I say it's a genius hack, it's a hack because most folks don't know or or won't do this, but geniuses will. Because geniuses are always, you guessed it, collecting and widening their, um, their data bank of information to be able to turn into wisdom and, and have many options. And so... One of the ways to do this is to use the scientific method to develop your test and hypotheses. You know, you come up with something like, I propose that this, you know, will happen. And then you work through it to see if it does. And here is a quick four-part way to do that. You want to observe the situation, interpret your findings, evaluate them to see, eat the fish and leave the bones. And then you want to decide on which path or paths you're going to use. And the genius hacks, when you're doing it this way, you will start to identify patterns other people miss. And this will allow you to make a unique model that is the most efficient, effective, and results-producing process or activity needed to accomplish the feat because you will have that originality, that authenticity, and you will make a name for yourself because people will be like, I'm going to wait for her to put it out because it's going to make sense. Um, It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a different way and it's going to be enjoyable and it's going to be something that is well thought out so that I don't waste my time because I don't know if you've ever gotten a a recipe that wasn't tested enough and you ended up spending money and wasting your uh, ingredients Oh, you can get hotter than fish grease when you've done that and you were depending on that person to have already done that part before they gave you the shortcut or the recipe or whatever. This is what the genius hack does. So I got to talk fast because I am out of time. Remember, use the ASS model to make sure that you meet the minimum standards of what a good shortcut will have. Make it something that is easily 
automated, systematized, or simplified. Use great frameworks to figure out the least common denominator to, of what you need to do. Use creative solutions, increase your talk or risk tolerance to experiment, and then use those genius hacks. And remember that the people want easily re replicatable shortcuts that have easy access to the materials and that they are uh, able for beginners all the way up to experts to use. So guess what? Yeah, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.